I knew I should have taken that left point of Albuquerque. I know nothing, nothing. I'm not a magician, Spock. Just an old country doctor. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then, hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories. This week we're combining two of my favorite things, music and television. If you've listened to other episodes of the podcast, you know that I'm A, a huge fan of television, and B, a huge fan of music. So this week we're talking about the combination of both of them. Now what do I mean by that? It's theme songs, TV theme songs. Back when I was growing up, the theme song to the TV shows that you loved to watch were hugely important. They were the brand of that show. When you heard a TV theme song from your show, it was like hearing your favorite song on the radio. It was, oh, my show is starting, my show is starting. And the theme songs really carried some weight with them. I mean, back in those days, don't forget... Television watching was appointment TV. You had to be there every single Tuesday at 8 o'clock if you wanted to watch Happy Days. It's sad that I still remember that time, isn't it? Happy Days at 8, Laverne and Shirley at 8.30, Three's Company at 9. You knew the schedule. You knew when you had to be there. And you listened for your theme song because the theme songs were cool. The theme songs captured the flavor of your show. The theme song gave your show meaning and definition It brought back the memories of everything that had happened in the show and everything that was meaningful in the show and reminded you of why you liked the show even before you saw anything. Now, back when I was growing up, the theme songs were long, too. You would have a minute, a minute and a half of theme song. In some cases, the theme song became a hit single on the radio. For instance, Happy Days, the theme from Friends. Those were big hits on the radio at one point. So the theme songs were important, and I loved the theme songs for the shows that I loved. They were awesome. You knew it was time for something cool to happen when your theme song started. So what I thought I'd do today is play for you some of the theme songs for the shows that I grew up with. And these span the first few years of my life. Because I was watching TV from an early age. It was syndicated cartoons, syndicated sitcoms, syndicated dramas, the movies with my mom. I watched pretty much everything that I could watch. And so the theme songs grew important to me. And then as I got older and the shows that I liked as a teenager came on, those themes became important to me. And one of the things that I discovered about the theme songs is they weren't just thrown together pieces of music. They, they were important to me and they meant something to me and they sounded good because these songs were composed by legitimate major composers. Henry Mancini wrote theme songs. Mike Post wrote theme songs. Neil Hefty wrote theme songs. And if you don't know those three names, go Google them. They have... Some books of music that are just amazing. Not just theme songs. They actually composed lots of cool stuff. But that's why theme songs were cool. And that's why they were good. And that's why they were memorable. Because they were well-written theme songs. I'm not saying that every theme song in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s was a masterpiece. It wasn't. And I'm not saying the ones that you're about to hear are amazing compositions of music. They're not. But they're pretty cool and they bring back memories. So I wanted to play some for you. Now, what I'm going to do with this music episode is kind of like what I did with a rock and roll episode. If you remember my classic intros episode, we played a little snippet of song and then I talked about it briefly. Same thing here. I'm not going to say anything about what the theme song is. I'm actually going to let it play for a little bit and then you can go, hmm, what's that from? What's that from? Now, I'm grouping these up into little categories, which you'll catch on to, I'm sure. 
And as usual, I'll have my little commentary both in and out of the songs. But I want you to have as much fun listening to these as I had fun putting them together. Now, what I have here is 15 songs for you. And I want to put the disclaimer up that this is not the top 15. This is not the best 15. This is not even necessarily my favorite 15. I have favorites at the very end of the episode. But as I was putting this together, I had to pare the numbers down from about 100 theme songs. I didn't figure you guys would want to listen to 100 theme songs, at least all in one episode. And the 100 come from the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and syndicated shows and shows that came out before I was born. But I watched in syndication and the theme songs became powerful songs to me. And so this is not going to be the only TV theme song episode we're doing. This is just going to be the first one. But the ones that I've included here are probably the most memorable to me. Because as I was going through the list, I said, oh, that has to be in. Oh, that has to be in. Oh, that has to be in. And I still had trouble cutting it down to 15. So anyway, without further ado, here's the first one. Anytime Bugs Bunny came on, this was the music we heard. And anytime Bugs Bunny came on, we knew we were going to be entertained. The Merry Melodies theme is one of my favorites and, to me, one of the most iconic themes ever. Everybody knows it, at least if you're of a certain age. Okay, now who remembers this one? Saturday mornings, we were introduced to Scooby-Doo and the gang. And I remember Saturday mornings watching the cartoons, my toast or my Pop-Tarts or my bowl of cereal at my side, watching Scooby-Doo go solve mysteries. Saturday mornings were also good for this one. This one may not be familiar to you, because this is a little more obscure, but boy... I remember this one. It's from a show called The Banana Splits. I don't remember anything about the show. I don't remember a damn thing about the show. It was four guys in costumes doing crazy stuff in a live-action show. And if I remember correctly, they were a band of some sort. And they had wacky adventures and did zany things. And this was their theme song. And the Tra-La-La song, that's what it's called. The Tra-La-La, La-La-La-La. That's the song. That was big for about, I'd say, six months. And yet every time I hear it, I remember that stupid show. Sometimes theme songs bring back good memories, 
<laughs> Sometimes they go, oh, yeah, what the hell was that all about? Now, Saturday mornings also gave us this. We had Pink Panther cartoons on Saturday mornings. The Pink Panther never spoke, and he was always going toe-to-toe with this inspector type. Now, as kids, we didn't know anything about the Pink Panther. The Pink Panther is actually based on a book, which turned into a movie, which developed into this cartoon. And the little dude in the cartoon was supposed to be Inspector Clouseau, except we as kids didn't know that because we never saw the Pink Panther movie or read the Pink Panther book. By the way, if I remember correctly, the Pink Panther was a diamond. It wasn't actually a panther. But the cartoon created the character of the Pink Panther, and he was always doing something that was having the inspector chase him. It was kind of like a wily Coyote and Roadrunner relationship. The Pink Panther was always on top, just like the Roadrunner. And Inspector Clouseau always had an anvil drop on his head. Now, our cartoons weren't just limited to the Saturday morning fair. We had cartoons in the afternoons, too. And this theme song is for one of the iconic cartoons of my youth. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Welcome, fame, he's ignored. Action is his reward to him. Life is a great big hang up. Wherever there's a hang up, you'll find a Spider Man. I couldn't bring myself to talk over that. <laughs> and I used to be able to sing every single word. Every single word. <laughs> I won't do it now. But yeah, this was an iconic song. As you know, if you've listened to other episodes, my TV viewing was not confined to cartoons. Game shows were my bread and butter. I loved the game shows. Jeopardy before Alex Trebek was on it. The Newlywed Game. Those are great themes, and maybe we'll throw them in another episode later on. But there were two iconic themes for game shows from my youth. First, there was this one. The Price is Right, man. That was... That was must-see viewing. That was on in the afternoons for a while. So I could catch the tail end of The Price is Right when I got home from school. And I loved The Price is Right. I loved playing the games. I loved looking at the models. Barker's Beauties, as they were called. I was a growing boy, and he had beautiful women on there. How could I not want to watch that? Plus, I liked to match wits with the people on the game shows. And I remember sitting there, dude, that car is not $6,000. There's no way. 
And I was right. It was $5,972. And you always had that little feeling of superiority as you were watching the prices right and you could do better than the guy on the stage. And this is the other theme song. This is the other game show theme song. Family Feud was introduced. Richard Dawson was the host. Now, Richard Dawson had been an actor. He was on the TV sitcom Hogan's Heroes. Then he became one of the celebrities on the original Match Game show, and he was on there for years. And somewhere along the line, they made him the host of Family Feud. And for years and years, Richard Dawson hosted the show. And for years and years, he kissed every single woman contestant who came on that show. Every single one. And I mean everyone. He would kiss them on the lips, and everybody was, ooh, Richard's kissing us. And I never really thought about it as a kid, but it's really kind of creepy. I guess it was a different time, because I didn't think anything about it when I was a kid. But as I look back on it now, it's really kind of cringeworthy. If you have Buzzer on your cable, or if you can find old episodes of Family Feud on YouTube, if you watch the intro where Richard Dawson meets the families, there's a little creep factor to it. But that was always done in a hurry. That was always a quick thing. The intros were boom, 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 we're done. And then we'd play the game. And I loved the game. 100 people surveyed, top five answers on the board. Here's the question. And then you'd have to guess the top five answers. And I loved playing along with that game. And then the final round, that was awesome. I loved that. But this theme song that went along with that show, it was so perfect. It was just feudy enough. It had that little sense of a feud. For me, this song captured the show. Now, the other stuff we watched in the afternoons, it wasn't just game shows, although they did take up a good amount of my TV viewing time. But there was syndicated shows, and I've talked about them in the past. Of course, the Brady Bunch is on there. We all know that. Here's the story of a lovely lady. I didn't include that in this mix, but I did include this one because this was on every afternoon for many years. Now, when I was growing up, I loved Lost in Space. The plots were kind of hokey, and the special effects were kind of lame, and the costumes were really bad. But it was about space travel. They had a cool robot in there. By the way, of all the robots on television in the 60s and the 70s, the robot from Lost in Space was the best robot of them all. He was so cool. He had personality. He had those lasers in his claws. The robot from Lost in Space, the number one TV robot of all time, as far as I'm concerned. You can have your Robbie the Robot. You can look it up on Google if you don't know who that is. The Lost in Space robot was the best. Now, there was lots of other syndicated shows that we watched in the afternoons, too. I'm going to save those theme songs for another episode. Because if I go through all the theme songs of all the shows we watched, this podcast episode is going to be about an hour long. Because there were so many of them. And I don't want to talk about them because I want it to be a surprise for the next episode. But Lost in Space was the big syndicated show we watched in the afternoons. And that's why I included it here. Now, as I started getting older, I started watching other shows. And I watched shows in the evenings, of course. 
And one of the shows that fascinated me had this song as its theme. Unsolved Mysteries ran for a number of years on NBC, and they had a couple of different hosts early on, but the one that I remember was Robert Stack. Robert Stack was an old-time TV actor, and he had this very serious demeanor and very serious delivery of every line that he read, whether he was acting or whether he was hosting Unsolved Mysteries, and he brought this dramatic take to the show. And I just loved seeing all those Unsolved Mysteries and trying to figure out if, oh, maybe I could help solve one of these. Or what's this about? Or this missing person? Maybe I can find something and help the police solve this crime. Yeah, I loved Unsolved Mysteries as a kid. It was great. In addition to Unsolved Mysteries, I really found myself getting hooked on some of the nighttime soap operas. They had soap operas during the day as the world turns, days of our lives, all that stuff. But then they created these gigantic dramas in the evenings. And instead of being a daily soap opera, it would air once a week. And that's how they kept viewers coming back. They would tell a soap opera-like story, but instead of telling it every single day like they did during the daytime, they would tell it once a week at night. And the stories would be over the top, and they would be shocking and amazing, and they'd have beautiful women and fancy cars and impressive men. And to me, this theme song was, quite simply, the best of the best. There are others, and I'll play those theme songs in other episodes of the podcast, but this one, the theme to Dallas, the intro, the theme song, the panning throughout Texas, the drama, the characters, the deception, the thievery, the chicanery, it was just all there in Dallas. Dallas was the granddaddy of them all and probably the best of all of the nighttime soap operas. And if you've heard the phrase, who shot JR but never knew where it came from, that's from Dallas. And that's when they used to know how to do a cliffhanger that kept people talking for months until the new season started. Who Shot JR was huge. And if you don't know how huge, you can go Google that because it was something big. Everybody was talking about Who Shot JR. And that all took place in Dallas. And this theme song captured that spirit of that show so well. It's such a great theme. I also liked my cop shows. And you guys know my favorite cop show. You know it if you've heard any of the other episodes of the podcast because I talk about these guys all of the time. This is the theme to Starsky and Hutch, but it's not. Starsky and Hutch was one of my favorite shows. I loved that show. I loved the partnership. I loved the repartee between the characters. I loved everybody in the show. One of the things that I loved most about Starsky and Hutch was the theme song. The theme song was incredible. This isn't it. This is the second season theme song. Starsky and Hutch did one of those rare things that most shows don't do. They changed the theme song between season one and season two. Now, this theme song, also Starsky and Hutch, they used it for three of the four seasons. And it also captures kind of the vibe of the show. 
It's not a bad theme song. I feel the Starsky and Hutch vibe with this song. But there's an original version of the theme song that is on season one. I happen to have season one on DVD. Yes, of course I do. And I thought it would be an easy matter to find the original theme song so I could play that for you too. I've looked all over. I can't find the original theme song to Starsky and Hutch anywhere on any collection, on any digital service. Now, I didn't spend hours looking, but I did spend some time looking for it. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to pull one of the DVDs out, rip the theme song off of the DVD, and play it so you can hear it. But I'll do that in another episode. In the meantime, this song captures enough of Starsky and Hutch. It's a good second theme song to the show, but it's not quite the same as the original. The original was much more dramatic and had more orchestra sound. And to me, a good dramatic orchestra sound really captured the spirit and greediness of the show more than this synthesized version. But that's just me. I liked them both. I just liked the original better. Now, I've mentioned this theme song before. I've actually played snippets of it before. But I have to include it in this episode, too, because to me, this is one of the most iconic theme songs of all time. Post wrote this. It's the Rockford Files theme. And Mike Post wrote a lot of theme songs. He wrote a lot of other music as well. You can actually find albums on Amazon if you're interested in his stylings. But Mike Post captured the spirit of Rockford so perfectly with this theme song. And whenever you heard those opening notes, you knew you were in for a good show. And that's the point of an excellent theme song. It captures the spirit of the show, and this one does that. Okay, that's 12. We've got three to go. This next one, I've played it before, but again, because it's so iconic for me, because it means so much to me, because I still hear it in my head, and because it symbolizes everything about this show and this guy, I had to include it again. Because this theme song, for literally 30 years, epitomized late night TV for me. When 11.30 rolled around and that music started, you knew you had some entertainment coming your way. Whether it was really, really funny, really, really great conversation, or even if Johnny Carson was bombing on The Tonight Show that night, which he did frequently, watching that could be funny too. The Tonight Show theme song is just one of those perfect pieces of music that perfectly captured the spirit of not only the show, but the star of the show. And that's why I love this song. All right, that leaves us two. Both of these shows have a couple of things in common. First of all, their lifespan has been extraordinary. More than 50 years for each of the shows. In one form or another, these shows have been around, and people born today will know about these shows, even though they haven't aired in over 50 years. You can see them in syndication, and you can see repeats, and you can buy the DVDs, but the original show came out more than 50 years ago. The other thing they have in common is this. The first four notes of the theme song hook you. You hear those first four notes, and you know what show it is. You could have your back to the TV set. You could be in the other room. You hear those first four notes. You know what it is. Four notes, that's all it takes. I'll prove it to you. 
Four Notes. Four Notes makes this theme song one of the most iconic theme songs and one of the most chilling in the history of television, as far as I'm concerned. Twilight Zone started airing, I believe it was the mid-50s, and each of the episodes was really compelling, and they had some great stars in those early episodes, too. And a lot of the stories that Rod Serling told, still relevant today. If you haven't seen some of those original stories, if you haven't seen some of those original episodes, go look them up. Find them. Take 20, 25 minutes and watch a couple of them. Some of the commentary in there, it's good stuff. But the theme song? captures the spirit of the show perfectly. And that leaves us my last four notes to introduce my favorite theme song. Four notes is all it takes for me. Here they are. Those four notes are so meaningful to me because I loved this show so much. Here's the four notes in context. And of course, while the theme song is playing, you have the dramatic voiceover by William Shatner, which I know by heart because I've seen this so many times. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Yeah, I've seen the show a couple of times. But yeah, the Star Trek theme song, man, I am telling you, that was one of my favorites, one of the most iconic. To this day, I love that song. And when they use it properly in the movies, oh man, it can really twang those heartstrings. To any true Star Trek fan, when you hear those first four notes, oh, it's powerful stuff. It's powerful stuff. So I guess the point of all this is when you meld the great storytelling of some of the shows in the past, or even the corny storytelling... With a powerful theme song, one that touches your heart, that moves your spirit, you've branded your show in the hearts and minds of the fans. And to me, that's why a really good theme song is such a powerful device and so important to the success of any TV show. And that, to me, exemplifies the power of music because it can make even a crappy show like Lost in Space memorable. As I mentioned, I have... I have a list of about a hundred shows and a hundred theme songs that I was going over and I went, oh yeah, that one. Oh yeah, that one. Oh, how can I leave that one out? And I know that there's going to be shows that you grew up with, that you watched, that you've heard me talk about, and I didn't include the theme in this episode. And it's only because we'd be sitting here for 95 minutes just to get through half of the list. But I promise you, we will do another TV theme song episode. Absolutely. Because there are so many, and I remember them, and they were meaningful. 
And there's something kind of cool about dipping back in the past and hearing those opening strains of a familiar theme song. So yeah, we'll definitely be doing this again. And by the way, speaking of theme songs, I'm sure you guys notice the theme song to this podcast, it's something that I tried to pick that exemplified the spirit of the podcast. And I think that it does. Because my goal was to have a theme song just like the ones we listen to, that as soon as you heard those first opening strains of the guitar, you would go, oh yeah, the podcast is starting. This is going to be good. And it's the same with the closing theme song that you hear playing under me right now. I wanted a cool closing theme song that would kind of wrap things up, give you that spirit of closure, but leave you with kind of upbeat feelings. So I picked these pieces of music on purpose, and I hope they work for you because they work for me. Hell, every time I hear my theme song, I go, oh yeah, we're doing the podcast. And I hope just like me, when you hear the closing theme song, you get just a little bit sad. Oh, it's over. That's the kind of feeling that I want to evoke when I pick that closing theme. And that means we've come to the end of another episode. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you for taking the time to share your comments and just spend time with me. It means the world to me. And I can't thank you enough. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.